Welcome to Wrestling with the Angels, a podcast that hopes to encourage you as we limp along this life together. My name is Zach. I'm here with my good friend and co-host Clint, and we have a guest today. Her name is Miss Debbie, and I will let uh, Clint sort of introduce this topic because, again, as we talked about last week, he comes up <laughs> with all the good ideas, and this is a really cool idea. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, it's something that we, when we we talked about doing it, it was kind of like, okay, well, how does this apply to us? How does it apply to perhaps our listeners? And I think just through discussing it leading up to this week, we've sort of found ways, uh, but we really just wanted to highlight uh, Miss Debbie and her and her willingness to do what, she, what we're going to talk about today. And so, uh, if you've listened to our podcast for any length of time, you know that uh, one of the, our favorite things to talk about is elevating the mundane or the everyday things that we do uh, to the sacred. And what that means is that um, we find profound meaning in menial things, like menial tasks. And for example, like when you. Uh, spend time folding clothes. And this is something my wife pointed out on Facebook not long ago. When she's folding the kids' clothes, she's praying for the kids that wear those clothes, uh, thanking God for them, praying for their health and so on. Yeah, it'd be it'd be easy to hear what you just said and think we're sort of delineating Yeah, things that are not sacred, things that are. We're saying all things all are things sacred. All things are sacred. Yeah. And, and what we're saying is, and it's not, it's, we use the language of elevating the mundane to the sacred, but in fact what we're doing is realizing that even the mundane is sacred. Even the normal everyday things we do, as simple as they may be, are sacred. And uh, whether you're washing the dishes or folding laundry, and it doesn't have to be just chores, and as we'll talk about today. And uh, I definitely think what Miss Debbie does is less mundane than those things. It's really special. Um, but uh, but it's often overlooked, especially by people Zach and I's age, because we, we may not be experiencing it or we're raising our own children, so we don't think about the future. But uh, Miss Debbie is with us today, and she's a member of the church that Zach and I attend. Um, and she's someone I admire greatly because she, despite being at an age where most people are experiencing the, the, the fruits of their lifelong labors, the retirement age, they're traveling, they're going and enjoying family that live elsewhere, um, she's taking care of her elderly mother. And when I say elderly, she's 99 years old. And that's, that's, that's awesome to me. And so I wanted to bring Miss Debbie on and talk about um, her motivation for doing that. And it's made even, I guess, more difficult from the outside looking in because your mother suffers from dementia. And so not every day is a good day, right? And there are probably a lot more harder days than easy ones. And so I wanted just to have you on and just, just to talk about that experience. Uh, and we're certainly talking about this from a Christian worldview, but uh, I think it has benefits beyond a Christian worldview. And so d tell us a little bit about your experience with your mother and why you, you decided that this was something that you were going to undertake. Well, I realized when Mama was about 80 years old, I began noticing memory issues. And they seemed to gradually, it's been a very gradual process because as you mentioned, she's 99 now. So mm, that was like 20 years ago. Yeah. yeah. And I was working um, pretty stressful, and I was taking and having to take off work, run, get mama, take her to the doctor, take her back home, run back to work, those sorts of things. And I, it came to me that I really wanted to be able to spend some time with mama more than doing that, mm. and that I was fortunate enough to be in a position where I could retire. And so I went ahead and retired 15 years ago so that I could have that time with mom. Mm. And I, I just have always felt like we are, well, as Christians, 
to take care of each other. Um, not just our parents, but our friends and mm. people that even we don't even know, but especially our families. And um, so I started the, the undertaking of um, taking care of not only my father-in-law and my husband's stepmother and my husband's mother. All of them had dementia. We moved all of them to Baton Rouge and took care of them. They're now gone. And now my mother... And as I was telling Zach a little while ago, they, the manifestation of the dementia was a little different in every one of them. So it's been a, um, a learning process for me all along. But um, it's been a little different because this is my mama mm. this time. And um, in the last uh, eight months, it's become a full-time issue. She did pretty well for a long time. We have a wonderful lady who has helped us for 11 years. Mm. And I would like to say very briefly how we got her because this is a, such a great example of how God takes care of us. I realized I needed a helper with my mother. And I knew of someone who had taken care of one of our other church members' mothers. We were friends. We used to go see her mom, and I had met Sherry her name so this was probably three years later and I thought you know I'm just going to call and see if she's available it doesn't hurt to call I called and she said she was in the car with her sister and um, I, she remembered me she remembered me coming to see her former patient and she said she paused a little bit and she said well the man that I've been taking care of died last night Mm. And she said, I was just praying in the car today for the Lord to show me who I was to take care of next. I guess your mama is it. Mm. And here we are 11 years later, and I can't say enough about how beloved she is and what a gift she's been to <coughs> us. And kind of all through this journey, I've been able to see God provide. But, you know, I have to say, um, I have days when I'm tired. And I have days when I'm not as patient as I want to be um, because mom tends to ask the same questions over and over and over again mm -hmm. every day. But I'd like to share this, too. I have another good friend that was taking care of her mother, and I thought she told me something kind of profound one day. She said, you know, I was driving to work trying to take care of my mama, too, and she said the thought went through my head. I just want my life back. I want my life back. And she said, I just felt the Lord telling me, wait a minute, I thought you gave your life to me a long time ago. You're doing exactly what I want you to do. Mm. And I cannot tell you how that has ministered to me <coughs> over these years of when I start feeling like that, I remember that I really feel like I'm doing what God wants me to do. And there's a lot of uh, pleasure in it <coughs> as well. It's not all um, tasks and answering repetitive questions. <laughs> and I think I've grown through the process. I've learned a lot about myself uh, through going through this. It's a journey. Yeah. I put it like that. It's definitely a journey. Yeah, I almost see. So, you know, Clint led with there's you know, usually – Folks in your position are, 
doing their own traveling, doing these all, all these things. But you retired specifically to do this, right? 15 years ago. Yes. Right? Um, and I wonder how much more fulfillment you have because of that sacrifice. Because the, the thought is, you know, I, I've earned this. I've earned my time to go and do this. But how, um, I guess, if I were to look back on 15 years, would I rather say that I took care of my mom? You know, I, I took care of somebody when they needed me. Um, or would I rather see this this trip or this other experience? And I don't know. I think there's, I think there you, in, in comparison, I just think you have so much more fulfillment than had you gone another way, you know? I definitely think that's true. Mm. And during the 15 years that earlier, we were still able to leave at times mm-hmm. and do stuff. It's become the most intense in the last eight months. Um, and um, I would love to go see my grandchildren right now, but that's mm-hmm. not in the picture right now. They live in another state. But thank goodness for FaceTime. Yeah. You know, and I can speak to them and talk to them like that. But um, I, Mama um, has told me for many years she wanted to stay right in her house. She's I knew what her wishes were, mm-hmm. and that's been my goal was to be able to take care of her at home. She becomes uh, very confused if we are not at her house, even at my house. Mm-hmm. And that's just been important to me. She took care of me a long time. Yeah. And I feel like that's what I'm, I'm fulfilling the role that God has for me right at this time in my life. And traveling, we were able to do some of that when we were younger. And I'm thankful very much for the experiences we had. But that's just not at the top of my list right now. Yeah, and I even like that perspective you're bringing on. It's not one or the other. I can have both things. I can still make sacrifices and and enjoy those experiences. I like that. I like that perspective. Yeah, I think that quote you share with your or that uh, wisdom your friend shared with you about you know who's to say like why is this life that you're experiencing uh, qualitatively less in our minds than what we could be experiencing and that hit me really hard as a dad mm-hmm. you know because there's things we don't can't go do or whatever because we have three kids and they're all very young and i know people that would give up anything to have three kids you know they can't have kids or they've struggled to have children or um you know their kids are grown now and don't want to have as much to do with them as as my kids do um well and just some, something i'm i'm getting from you miss debbie is this real sense of contentment. Um, like, you know, you've talked about you've had bad days, and I get that. Uh, but I will just yeah, say... I, I don't want to misrepresent myself, <laughs> as I say. I have days when I've, I'm impatient. Yeah. And when I do wish I could go do something, mm-hmm. I mean, I do want to insert that. I am certainly um, maybe not a, a great example because I feel like I fail. Yeah. Well, I will say what I get from you, though, is a real sense of contentment of where you're at, a real sense of, you know, this is my calling, and I'm embracing it. It took me a while to get there. (laughs) It did. Yeah. But I do feel like I'm there now, but it uh, it did take me a while to feel content. But a big piece of my contentment, too, in doing this, I think I have to say, is my husband, David. Mm -hmm. He is quite a remarkable guy, and he goes with me. Every single day, seven days a week, and helps me 
take care of my mother. He's taking care of her right now so I could come <laughs> talk to you all. But um, she looks for him. I mean, if he leaves the room, she's wanting to know where is he. Mm. Um, and he's he is a, just his company and having somebody there as a support means the world. It really does. Well, I love hearing that too. Like the the idea of this um, marriage being a partnership. Um, right now, with the hustle and bustle of things, yeah. like faith, faith and our our work schedules are very different. Um. And so, yes, it's a partnership, but at times it's like, I'm handling this stuff over here. She's handling this stuff over here. I really love the idea of that one day it's all going to, it's all going to come together and we're going to be, it is going to be more, um, I don't, I don't know the right word, but more consistent. Yeah. I don't know, but it'll be more apparent that we're working together on this thing. I really love that, that picture of your husband going with you. Oh every day and, and, and taking care of things and helping you out. And that in and of itself is probably a great blessing uh, in this difficult situation because think about how much more difficult it would be if you didn't have the support uh, of a spouse or if you were in a situation where it was just you, you didn't have a spouse to do this. So you look, it, it, it's really profound to me that you're, you're able to look at this situation and um, though it is difficult and though it is probably unenviable by anyone who's not experiencing it, mm. um, you're able to draw out, not just draw out blessing, but to see the whole situation as a blessing in and of itself, you know, even though it is difficult, it has been a, God has blessed you in that difficulty. And I also want to add my sister spends every night there mm. with mom. I walk in the door, she walks out the door in wow. the morning. My sister's there every night, too. Mm-hmm. So we have this team of my sister and me, and then for little periods during the week, we have Sherry, mm-hmm. her help. But I don't want to leave my sister out to acknowledge that she spends the nights there, and that's not easy either. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and your sister's also uh, yes. a, a friend of ours and, and a, a member of the church as well. And I've been greatly encouraged by not only this story with you and your mother, but just your relationship with with uh, David, your husband, and also your uh, your sister too. I mean, it's just this, it's a family yeah. uh, oh, and, effort. And her husband is a wonderful yeah. helper too. He's he is great. Mm-hmm. So we've um, it, it, it takes every piece to make it work. Yeah. And if any one piece. We would lose it would it would really make it difficult but we've we've done real well with these pieces that we've put together and um what i love about what y'all is i've experienced help from every one of y'all on different things and so it's not as if like you've got this really heavy thing and this and you're saying nope i don't have this time is for I have. this yeah. is all i'm doing i'm devoting all my energy to it no you're still helping and serving in other areas that have been that have greatly benefited me um and so it's just, uh, it, I'm just, I'm just so thankful to sit here and, and glean some of this from you, and and be encouraged because I, I can tell you my default is when I'm going through something really difficult and I'm having to deal with that thing, then I'm not putting anything else on my plate. Mm-hmm. Like I just say no, and I, Zach, I tell you, I, I one of the hardest, my hardest criticisms or the him opposites yeah. is that he 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 never tells people no, and I tell people no all the time, and so. <laughs> um, you know, and it, which isn't to say that my no's are, are wrong or that you're not saying no is wrong. It's just this is a different perspective mm-hmm. for me. And it, it what it encourages me to do is be open to um, stretching myself a, a little thinner um, 
for the sake of for the others. sake of others. Um, even though my, the ministry of my home, which what is what I would consider what you do, the uh, ministry that I have at my in my home is my primary one. That doesn't mean that I can't I can't minister to yeah. others and serve others. And what I just imagine is Jesus outstretched hands on the cross. You know, how, who was stretched more thin than him? Yeah. You know, and he did it for us. Yeah. And that brings up perfectly the the verse that I was thinking of and, and to tie in with our conversation today is Jesus from the cross in the gospel of John looks down at the go- at the disciple John and says, behold your mother, referring to his own mother. Um, and so when he was stretched the thinnest on the cross, dying for the sins of the world um, in his humanity, he, he reached out and made sure that a very important person in his life was going to be taken care of yeah. and not just forgotten. So, Yeah, another verse that me and Miss Debbie were talking about is uh, Isaiah 40, 29 through 31. He gives strength to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Youths may become faint and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who trust in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not become weary. They will walk and not faint. And while your mother is experiencing that physical weakness, God is strengthening her, even through you, through your family. And as her steps are slower and weaker, you know, Jesus took steps on this earth for us. And and we talked about him carrying her into the next life, into the into the kingdom. And, you know, uh, I've had another person express to me what a privilege you have to take care of someone right before they go mm-hmm. on the greatest journey of mm-hmm. their life. Yeah. And how they wished they had had the opportunity to care for their mother mm-hmm. or, you know, in that way. So it is a privilege. And while we're speaking of Jesus's words, one of the verses that has helped me a lot over the years, too, is John 1427, where Jesus says, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. Mm. And I, I have anxious moments. I really do, where I wake up in the middle of the night and I can't turn it off about what about this? What if this happens? Mm-hmm. And that verse, I go back to that because I think he said it twice for emphasis. Mm. He didn't just say, Peace I leave with you and go on. Period, yeah. came back and really personalized it by saying, my very peace I give to you. And I think, what a peace he had to have knowing what was going to happen to him to go to the cross. Yeah. And that he's saying, you can have that very peace too. That's right. I'm just willing to let go and allow him to give it to me. And sometimes I struggle. Mm -hmm. I, I do. But when I can let that happen, that, that verse has been a big comfort to me. Mm. And that, that's sort of the theme of our podcast, right? Uh, Jacob wrestling with God, mm-hmm. wrestling with the angels. Uh, you know, he walked away limping, but he walked away blessed, too, because of the struggle. And so... Um, Physical weakness, but spiritual yeah. re- nourishment. Absolutely. Any final thoughts? Um, I, I wanted to read this quote just quickly that really what you just said kind of drove home about um, ministering to some, your mom with dementia. It says, even though people experiencing dementia become unable to recount what has happened to them, they still go through the experience. Mm-hmm. So you loving your mother, even though the next day she may not remember what you did for her, her, her who she is has been, has been transformed by your love over these last 
20 years, you know? Well, I realized I used to um, feel really sad when I would plan something special or do something really nice for mom and she enjoyed it. And then mm. 10 minutes later, it was gone. Mm. Oh, and I read a wonderful little book called Creating Moments of Joy. And what it helped me realize was at that point in mama's life, I was no longer creating memories for her. Mm. I was creating memories for me of those things that we did together. But for her, it's all about creating moments of joy, trying to create some of those moments in the mundane days that we have. Mm. Like when I posted on Facebook about looking through the button buttons. Yeah, I remember seeing that. Like I was that. like, man. You know, we're, at, we're all about trying to create some of those moments of joy in her day, mm. even though she won't remember them, but I will. Yeah. And that's what we want to do today. We want to be willing to sacrifice ourselves for others like Jesus and Miss Debbie. And until next time, may the Lord make us a channel for his peace.